Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about thalassemia. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com or in the haematology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. Let's get straight into it. Thalassemia is related to a genetic defect in the protein chains that make up haemoglobin. So normal haemoglobin consists of two alpha and two beta globin chains. And these four globin chains, two alpha and two beta, make up the haemoglobin molecule. Defects in the alpha globin chains lead to alpha thalassemia and defects in the beta globin chains lead to beta thalassemia. Both alpha and beta thalassemia are both autosomal recessive conditions. The overall effect of thalassemia is varying degrees of anemia and this depends on the type and the mutation that's causing the condition. In thalassemia, the red blood cells are more fragile and they break down more easily due to this defect in haemoglobin. The spleen acts like a sieve to filter the blood and remove older blood cells. And in thalassemia, the spleen collects all the destroyed red blood cells and this results in splenomegaly as the spleen gets full of old red blood cells. The bone marrow also expands to produce extra red blood cells to compensate for this chronic anemia. And this causes a susceptibility to fractures and prominent features such as a pronounced forehead and pronounced cheekbones or malar eminences. So there's a few potential signs and symptoms to look out for in your exams. The first is a microcytic anemia with a low mean corpuscular volume, which is why we call it microcytic. They're small red blood cells. Fatigue, pallor, meaning pale skin, jaundice. They can develop gallstones, splenomegaly as they get full of those old destroyed red blood cells. Poor growth and development in children. And as we spoke of a pronounced forehead and pronounced cheekbones, where the bone marrow has expanded to produce extra red blood cells. How do we diagnose the condition? Well, there's a few tests. The first is a full blood count, which will show, as we said, a microcytic anemia. The next is haemoglobin electrophoresis. And this can be used to diagnose abnormalities in the globin proteins. We can also do DNA testing to look directly for the genetic abnormality. And it's worth noting pregnant women in the UK are offered a screening test for thalassemia when they book in with their pregnancy to test whether they're susceptible to the condition and whether they might pass it on to their children. One feature we need to talk about in thalassemia is iron overload. And iron overload occurs in thalassemia as a result of faulty creation of red blood cells, recurrent blood transfusions where iron is put into the body, and also increased absorption of iron in response to the anemia. Patients with thalassemia have serum ferritin levels monitored to check for iron overload and management of this condition involves limiting transfusions and also iron chelation therapy to remove some of the iron from the body. Iron overload in patients with thalassemia causes similar effects to hemochromatosis and this is things like fatigue, liver jaundice, infertility and impotence heart failure, arthritis, diabetes and osteoporosis and joint pain. So let's quickly talk about the different types of thalassemia. Firstly, alpha thalassemia, which is caused by defects in the alpha globin chains. 
The gene coding for this protein is on chromosome 16. And the management involves monitoring the full blood count, monitoring for possible complications, blood transfusions if required, a splenectomy may be performed if they develop big splenomegaly or they get severe anemia, and a bone marrow transplant can be curative of the condition because you're putting in new bone marrow that can develop healthy red blood cells without the genetic defect. Next, let's talk about beta thalassemia. And beta thalassemia is caused by defects in the beta globin chains. And the gene coding for this protein is on chromosome 11. The gene defect can either consist of abnormal copies that retain some function or deletion genes where there's no function in the beta globin protein at all. So based on the type of abnormal copies, beta thalassemia can be split into three main types. Thalassemia minor, thalassemia intermedia, and thalassemia major. So to start with thalassemia minor, patients with beta thalassemia minor are carriers of an abnormally functioning beta globin gene. So they have one abnormal gene and one normal gene. Thalassemia minor causes a mild microcytic anemia and usually patients only require monitoring and no actual active treatment. Thalassemia intermedia is the next one to talk about. Patients with beta thalassemia intermedia have two abnormal copies of the beta globin gene. This can either be two defective genes or one defective gene and one deletion gene. Thalassemia intermedia causes a more significant microcytic anemia and patients require monitoring and occasional blood transfusions. If they need more transfusions, they may require iron chelation to prevent iron overload. And finally, we'll talk about thalassemia major. Patients with beta thalassemia major are homozygous for the deletion genes. And this means they have two copies of the deletion gene. Therefore, they have no functioning beta globin genes at all. And this is the most severe form and usually presents with a severe anemia and failure to thrive in early childhood. Thalassemia major causes a severe microcytic anemia, splenomegaly, and the bone deformities that we talked about earlier, and the management involves regular transfusions, iron chelation to prevent the iron overload, and also splenectomy. Bone marrow transplant can also potentially be curative because you're replacing the stem cells that were creating the abnormal globin with normally functioning stem cells that will produce healthy red blood cells. Thanks for listening to this episode on thalassemia. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other podcast episode topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. If you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, you can find all the notes as well as videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on sickle cell anemia.